Um, let's start with, I guess, members of the, the European Union. You got, you got, there's countries like Greece out there that are still on the pricier end, but you can do that on a budget. You know, Athens is a fairly affordable capital city. The second you get off out of the mainland, you go to the islands, things are going to jump in prices just because it's, it's islands. But there's so many islands and you can definitely find some sort of budget options. You know, if you avoid Mykonos, Eos, Santorini, like most places are going to run your bank dry. But there's so many local islands. You find like a nice little hotel room and, and private beach, uh, private like secluded beaches. Like Greece is, I've never been to Greece. I'd love to go, but I find it's underrated and overrated at the same time. Not enough of... I would say not enough of mainland Greece is explored. Mm-hmm. You guys, you have cities like Thessaloniki, and uh, up there in the north, there's a bunch of cities, and there you you see you. Everyone thinks of Greece as like just the islands and stuff, which is expensive. But you get off, get off the islands, go in the mainland. It's it's more affordable than than most people would think. Yeah, Greece's economy is not as strong as it was in the past, so that's why things are a little cheaper. That's one of the cool things about Greece is like you could go totally on the like not i don't think there's a saying like on the grid but you could yeah. do like the the typical typical trip that everyone does to to greece typical or po- you could post birthright trip yeah or you could do or you could do what do you call it you could like totally go off the grid and right. and see a whole different side of greece um you know it might be more i'll be honest like it's going to be more rough around the edges like that's that's just the truth right. um but if you could look past that and and you're not just all about Instagram pictures right. and all that, like you'll have the time of your life, I'm sure. In order Enjoy to, great food, right? Oh my god, yeah, Greek food. Oh my god, if you really like, like you have to appreciate. Sometimes you have to just have to appreciate like the shitty parts. You know, I I doubt Athens is like the nicest city, but you can appreciate the the difference in it. Not the shit on Athens. I'm sure there's a nice a bunch of nice parts in Athens. Uh, producer has been there. He says it was it was all right, but. Uh, you, you just have to appreciate different experiences. You have to appreciate different ways of life that people live there. And you might see some graffiti here and there, but you'll also see graffiti in like nice areas, you know, in other countries. Just got to appreciate, you got to know what you're going into with a certain mindset and just enjoy it for what it is. That's true. If you're, if you're going to Greece and, and especially getting out of the main areas, and if you're like just expecting, if you're expecting it to be like, just like Western Europe, like, uh, Khan or something it's like yeah in france come on it's no. like know what you're getting yourself into and, yeah. and you'll have a great time if your expectations are yeah. you know in general if your expectations are too high you might not if your expectations you know, you are might too be high, disappointed too high anywhere you're not gonna have a good time i agree yeah, yeah. i think the best sometimes is just to go with no expectations whatsoever it's well, just literally, like it's, it's, you go in with like the bare minimum of research sometimes and it's just you know do your research on safety or whatever but like you go in i don't know we went to puerto rico i didn't know much about puerto rico and i had a great time it was beautiful i think our only expectation is that we're gonna have a good time and and that's what happened Uh, we're gonna practice our spanish a bit you know yeah (laughs) that's right you got um i'll continue with with europe yeah uh next area is the baltics which i find are not too explored you got estonia you got latvia lithuania um not too too much to see there. I think Tallinn and Riga and Vilnius are nice cities. You definitely can go off the beaten path. I'd say Estonia is probably the most interesting of those of those three countries. That you have the most to see out there. It's kind of like a cheaper Finland. I, I, that's what I've heard. Um, you got the old town in Tallinn, and you got uh, there's like islands off the coast, and it's it's a lot of lakes, a lot of it's more for the summertime. Tallinn is also very like um, very like fairy tale kind of looking yeah, that, place. If you're into that, if you want like a 
you know, if you're going with a special person, um, <laughs> you know, and, and they're into that, like, really beautiful little picturesque, yeah. cute place, is like, Estonia is, is good yeah. for that. And there's a lot to see in Estonia. I mean, there's a lot to see in Estonia, too. You go you go more east, basically, you're in Russia, like, at some point. Um, yeah, that's... I don't know much about these countries. Uh, I've heard they're, like, on the cheaper side of the European Union. I know Estonia is, like, a startup nation. There's a lot of startups there, a lot of cool technology, cool industry that you wouldn't think about coming out of a post-Soviet uh, Union um, country. Same with uh, Latvia and Lithuania. Uh, unfortunately, these countries have a lot of people leaving, a lot of Latvians and Lithuanians moving out to places like Ireland and the UK and Canada. But um, there's a lot you can find out there. It's a typical Northern European country. It's, it's like Scandinavia without the Scandinavian price. That's right. Anything um, to add? I, you've been to Tallinn, I think you. Yeah, I mean, they're like you were saying about the whole startup thing. Is like they're uh, they're really it's uh it's cool because it's like a forward looking place. Right. They've been through a lot, and um, yeah, it's, it's just it's not much to say. It's like also another thing is that like we might not know everything about these countries, so we're just putting these places out there. Right. You, we're we're, we're kind of like maybe opening your mind to new ideas, new places to visit and feel free to like do however much uh, research you would like, because yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, it totally depends on, on the person. I, I find personally, if you do too much research and you plan it out too much, it's not as enjoyable as it could be. If you know you're on a super tight schedule, it's not just go with the flow, go with the flow. I mean, you don't, you don't always need to know where you're sleeping the night that night or like, I think, I think, for a new, well, this is getting a bit off topic, just for a new traveler, just knowing where you're going to be every night is a good start. Not knowing what you're doing during the day, how to get whatever, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Going going in there with like, uh, just, just having a hotel booked for even for like part of the trip. And then you continue booking a booking and, it, you know, sometimes it can be cheap, sometimes it can be expensive, but mm-hmm. it's just worth the adventure. Yeah. Another thing I liked about Tallinn actually, um, and maybe this applies to, to the rest of Estonia also, is that... It really did have that northern European feel, as opposed to the eastern European right, feel. Right. Like, um, it's I, not trashy. It's no, not. No. Even though, like, I could admire the the trashiness. Right, right. Or I'm I sorry to any yeah. eastern Europeans listening, but I could. I take that I back. Tra- but yeah, like, yeah. it's um, it's a little less, let's say, rugged. I don't know. I don't know what's the right word to to use exactly, but it's a little more polished. It's a little. It's a little cleaner and and more uh, northern European right, style. Right. So if you're if you like that, um, then you're if you like Sweden and all these places, I think yeah. Estonia is like really fantastic option. It would be up right up your alley. Um, let's move next to Central Europe, the somewhere you guys have been. Um, I'm talking about like the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, uh, Poland, even Slovenia, which is like a bit on the pricier side, but. These countries are, are all, you know, former communist countries, meaning uh, prices are lower and, you know, there's political issues there making uh, the economy not as strong. I'm just kidding. Oh. About that. You know, I'm just, no, but I'm just, you're saying the economies aren't as great in these places. The economies aren't as strong as somewhere like Spain or France, just because they've gone through 50 years of hard communism and they're still recovering from that. But you have cities like Prague, Krakow, Budapest, which are like super touristy cities right and like you guys have been to Prague and I've heard you know nice stories about it I've heard bad stories about it it's somewhere you should go if you know you want to go to Europe um then you want to stay on the cheaper side quote unquote 
Yeah, so you're saying even though it's not um it's not as industrialized, it's still full of culture, it's still right, full right. of things to see. Uh yeah, and then you know, these countries have other other than the big cities, they have more to offer. Slovakia has the Tatras Mountains, which is like on the border with Poland. Poland has um I forget the sea, the north the north sea. I'm not sure. It's like you there's like the, the city Gdansk. Yeah. Which is like not too touristy, which is apparently is really nice. Um even getting out of Prague in the Czech Republic, you're going to find some really, really cool cities. If you want like an alternative to, to Bavaria, go to go to Prague, go to the Czech Republic, I'd say. Yeah, that's so true. And even like, even Prague, for example, is like, there are, within the Czech Republic, there are like really nice alternatives if, if you, well, now it might not be as busy or in the next um, year or so, it might not right. be as busy with... Um, with certain kind of tourists but yeah. <laughs> if, if you um, want to get away from all the selfie sticks and all the right. all that kind of stuff the crowds um you'll find like really places that are you know smaller versions of uh of prague but you know much more quaint much more nice and much yeah. more actually like authentic um authentic czech right. culture because like even let's say hungary like budapest is like if you want to get the real hungarian Maybe you're going to speak about this next. I don't know. But um, if if you want like the real Hungarian culture, like I don't know if Budapest is the place for you because it's like all all the restaurants are, are burger chains. You know, it's like it's like if you want hamburgers, sure. Like it's like you could get that back home. But um, yeah, so I think like leaving Prague is kind of a similar thing is that there's so many restaurants and stuff like that that cater right. to uh, to the foreigners. Yeah. And there was a bit of a lack I found of of Czech culture. I'm sure if you look for it, you'll find it right. without a problem. But maybe just because we were in like the main tourist area, um, that was that was one of uh, not my issues with it, but just something that I noticed. I would say these these cities and countries are great for first time tourists to Europe if you are on the cheaper side. You know, France and Italy. It's always fun to go to, but if you're on a bit of a tighter budget, you know, you fly to Prague instead of Paris. Yeah, maybe don't jump right into uh, going to Bolivia or something. It's like yeah, start with uh, start Central with, Europe. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll be comfortable. You'll feel um, you'll feel safe. You'll feel, I guess, not at home, but you'll feel you'll feel good. It it, it would be easier to get around and communicate with the locals. Even though I don't I don't know how many I don't know how like proficient English is there. But if it's a touristy area, they're gonna speak English. Yeah, and especially. Um, Young people, young people sp- uh, tend to speak English right, right. In, in so many parts of the world. Yeah, just Budapest looks like a cool city that you know. There's there's a lot to see there. I I think out of all of these countries, like and cities, I think Budapest is probably on my the top of my list to go to, just because it's you know post communist. You have like a bunch of cool bars there, and then you have uh, there's like the, the hill, mm-hmm. the castle. I don't know. I, tr- I always looked at it. I saw pictures from you guys, and it looked really cool, and I wanted to go. Yeah, there there are some views of of cities that that you never forget. So, for example, some of my favorite views, like in the world, are are like Lower Manhattan from from the Brooklyn Bridge. That's like one example. Another mm-hmm. one is like uh, Barcelona when we were at the top of that yeah. that mountain. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my all time favorite views in in Europe or even in the world was like oh, and also like of course Hong Kong, for like from yeah. that mountain. That's like an epic view. We have our own nice view here, Mount Royal. Yeah. Um, but one of the nicest ever I've seen in my life was the 
you know, from the hill, from the mountain, in um, on Fisherman's Bas- Bastion, Bastion yeah. um, in Budapest. Like that was one of the. I felt like I don't know. I it felt like I was in a movie or something. <laughs> it's like it didn't feel real. It was like, and I think also I love architecture. I love buildings, and I think one of the most impressive structures ever in my life, like that I've ever seen, was um, was the uh, the Parliament Building. Yeah, the Hungarian Parliament Building. That, that I know there's like river cruisers that go by and like if you're young and hostile like they'll organize something you guys like drink while you're passing through it on the river it looks it looks really cool yeah maybe like it might not be the most architecturally like beautiful city in in Europe yeah. I think there's there's many that are really? more beautiful in my opinion but there are some like serious gems in in Budapest I think it rivals like the British Parliament in size. It's like close to, I believe so. That I've heard that. Okay. Don't, don't don't quote me on that. But yeah, no, that's what that's something I've heard. Um, now to switch locations closer to Greece, I'd say. But you got places in the Balkans that are super budgety. You got like Montenegro. You got Albania. I don't know if Bulgaria. I don't know if Bulgarians like to be called Balkan, but in my opinion. Sorry, so. Bulgarians. Sorry, Bulgarians. Sorry. Um, yeah, these these countries are probably you're looking at half the price of western europe in these countries um albania is a hidden gem in europe i hate to say it sorry albanian sorry for ruining your tourist industry and making it more like uh more popular but you got you got islands you got not islands, sorry, you got nice beaches you got old towns you got mountains you got everything you want in albania it's almost like i've heard people say like it could be comp- like the mountains out there look kind of like switzerland for example wow. and it's it's super budget friendly um it's fairly safe i believe albania is not too too dangerous of a country and there's such a stigma there it's like oh it's mafia it's all mafia it's all drug dealers i, I doubt it that's that's like the stereotype about albania it's like oh it's like war and drug dealers and and stolen mercedes but i've seen videos and the place looks amazing yeah and, and it's super budgety and one of the best parts is that like you could go there and you won't have to deal with like canadian american and british tourists yeah. is like it's like it has all the beauty of of some of these other places the more popular places but um way cheaper more undiscovered right and yeah i think that's uh one of the cool things in life is that we have so many options of places that are relatively under undiscovered right. um i think one of the coolest things is like when you go to when you go on a vacation and you tell some boomer or some, you know, random person, like not random, per- like a friend or whatever, you tell them that you're going to a certain place and they say, but, but why are you but going why? there? It's like, why not? It's why like, not, you haven't been there. It's like, just that enough. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's a cool thing that like most people, you know, haven't been to this place and you have the privilege to like discover it for yourself with almost almost no bias because yeah. no one knows anything about it i don't know if one you're... person that's been to albania yo yeah exactly if you're going to like scotland or something i guarantee like if you speak to some adults you'll get like 15 different opinions about it and then it just like affects that's what i had with prague i think i got so many different opinions about a it b- a bunch of recommendations the shit you don't want to do yeah and and then when you go there you're like you just want to make up your own mind about things sometimes right um yeah, so that's another cool thing about going to these like less discovered places. Right, and then you got other countries there like North Macedonia, Kosovo, which is I don't know, I 
Serbia. I don't. I don't really care. Um, yeah, like I said, Bulgaria too. I'm trying to think of others. Montenegro looks really cool. Montenegro is like the cheaper version of Croatia. You know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, Croatia was like super budget travel. Now it's like every Instagram model goes there. You know, you have yacht parties mm. on the on on the beat on the and Split or Dubrovnik or wherever. You got Game of Thrones made it super popular yeah, that's 10 years ago or something like that. But yeah, you want an alternative to Croatia? Go to Montenegro. You're going to find instead of 20-year-old meals, you're going to find five-year-old meals. Like that, that, That's what I've heard mm-hmm. about Montenegro. And it's... You stick to the coast. I'm sure there's stuff to do within the, the, the country. But like the coast is where most of, it, most of the touristy stuff is at. Most of what's worth to be seen is. Um, Macedonia, you have Lake Ored, you have Skopje. I don't really know what else there's to do in North Macedonia. I'm sure there's stuff to see. Um, Kosovo, you got Pristina, you got Prizren. It's, they're just they're nice cities to see and i've heard like the nature there is nice too and bulgaria um bulgaria is probably the most touristy out of these countries mm-hmm. just because you got flights international flights from most european countries too like uh varna and burgas and sofia which is also i think one of the cheapest capital cities in europe apparently um i i have a question about this region um do you think it would be best to to see this region by um by car like rent a car or do you think just like bussing around it would be perfect i, th- I think bussing around would be better just because if you're traveling internet uh, tra- traveling between the borders of the countries it might be you get pulled over and it's just there's you know there's issues within these countries so you'd have a harder time i don't want to say importing a car but like bringing a car through mm-hmm. also it's like some of it is eu some of it is not eu so you'll have a headache there oh i see yeah because i don't know about like road conditions i don't know if Oh, the, I, I don't know if the I know like in general Europe is fine with roads, but yeah. I was like I don't know if uh, if in the rural parts if yeah. there's like some mountainous parts that are like I don't know unpaved roads or something. Yeah. But I guess not. <laughs> I guess it's I, I, it still is Europe, but you I, mean, I I don't speak from experience, but you never know. Kind yeah. Of. And then uh, finally, last place in Europe, um, somewhere you would like to go, Ukraine, Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. You have anything to say about Ukraine before? Um, I mean, you could get into it if yeah. you want, and I'll add. Um, again, Ukraine, uh, they've come a long way in the past 30 years after the end of the Soviet Union. You know, a lot of money has been got, put into the country, but at the same time, there are unfortunate events that have caused parts of the country to be inaccessible, i.e. Crimea and the Donbass, but I don't know what there's right. to see there, but I'm sure it's nice. Um, hopefully the war ends soon. Who knows what's going to happen there? I don't take sides. Um, Kiev. Apparently, it's a beautiful city. It's huge. It's underrated yeah. on how big that city is and how much stuff there is to do there. Right. You want to live like a king? Live in Kiev. <laughs> our, our boy Baldwin Vankov's out there probably Baldwin in, in Kiev right now with all his homies. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that's so cool about Kiev, I find, is that you still have the the um, the beautiful things that you'll find in other parts of Europe. You, you'll have the, the great architecture. Um you know, not maybe in Odessa, not in Kiev, but you have the beaches, you have mm-hmm. the nightlife, you have all these like great food, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all these like, uh, I guess you could call them like uh, first world comforts in uh, in Ukraine if you right. if that's what you're looking for. You you can have a first like a developed Western European um vibe or whatever a feeling, but in a city where it's like five dollars for a nice and fancy restaurant, you know, like yeah. Um, another cool thing about Kiev is that like, I feel like what it is now is what maybe Berlin used to be. 
Yes. Like yes, Berlin yes. is like Berlin maybe was like this cool underground hip city and I feel like that's what Kiev is yeah, you know, it's you, you, it's like a young it's a really young yeah. city actually. It's like yeah. really young and hip and cool. Uh but just like maybe not as crowded, not as many like um yeah, yeah. it's just nicer, Ber- more authentic experience. Kiev is a less gentrified version of Berlin, probably. That's what I'd, I'd say. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, somewhere I'd like to go one day, hopefully. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's these the issue with these countries, other than Greece, is that they're a little harder to get to. You might have to pay a little bit more for the flight, but what you make up for in the flight, you, you sorry, what like you pay for the flight, you make up for with amenities and whatever you want. Right. Because it's just so so much more affordable than going to Paris, for example. Right. So you said that was it for yeah, for that, Europe. That's it for Europe for me. Okay. So I guess since we started with um, with Ukraine, Ukraine is on one of my lists. So I have one of my regions is the former Soviet Union. Right. So I it's not a region, mm-hmm. but I just decided to yeah, no, no, to fine. to group countries in that way. So um, my number one was Ukraine, and um, we already covered that. Yeah. So next up. This is one that I'm sure you have zero interest in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you don't like it at all. <laughs> but Belarus. Uh, I'm, not, yeah, I'm maybe, not opposed to it. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah. But um, it's just like, it's not very interesting to people. Yeah. Um, people might see it as very dull, boring. Um, but I think one of the cool things about it is that it is, to me, very unknown, very mysterious. Right. Um, especially to Westerners. It's It's... I feel like it's like what the Soviet Union. It's like a living, breathing example of Soviet Un- of the Soviet Union today. Like instead of going to North Korea, you can go to Belarus because it's easy to get to. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you mentioned North Korea, but like yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool seeing like vi- and visiting a country that no one else really knows about. Right. Um. So yeah, you if, especially like if you meet a Bel like a Belarusian. Yeah. Uh, person like outside of Belarus and like you talk to them about it like it's just it's just cool to know to know about these places because yeah. um, it's like no one no one really visits there it's a really non yeah. un, non-touristy country right unfortunately there are some issues within the country now with political unrest and yeah wasn't, not, there was like a whole like yeah. illegitimate election or something it was like I don't know too much about it yeah. but I heard like the the opposition leader like had yeah. to had to leave the countries in yeah. Lithuania or something. Yeah, yeah, she's, um, she's there now. I think uh, Lukashenko is the yeah. Prime Minister. He's been he's kind of prime minister for life there. Yeah, good good buddy of Putin. Right. I I think just saying this is gonna bar me for life. Yeah, from, uh, no, I don't care anyways. <laughs> um, but uh yeah it was like there's so many protests there. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a clear win for the for that lady, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, of course, uh, the dictator always wins in these countries. Um, and and some actually say that it's the cheapest country in Europe. I, I don't have the numbers, the I figures, that. but I would, I would that's that. what some people say. Like when it comes to hotels, accommodations, yeah. all these things, it, it might be the all around cheapest uh, country in Europe. And it's also like super clean, like unbelievably really? clean. Yeah, uh, they like they really take pride. I think that's like in those collective societies, they really take pride in the, in, in order. In the cleanliness in and all yeah. that. I've heard that uh, there's like nice lakes. If I don't know if anyone's like a, an yeah. outdoorsy kind of person, but there's mm-hmm. nice lakes. It's like kind of looks like Canada a bit. Mm. It's in the middle of the forest, you know. It's it's there's nice. Uh, I think from the Soviet Union times, they've had like resorts on the lakes, and people would go. 
So I think there's probably some of those left. And you can mm-hmm. probably get like, like a lake house there for a bit. It's probably like 10, 10 times cheaper than Canada. Yeah. And also, I think people have this misconception that it is a hard country to get into. But I, I've been doing some research. It's really not. Um, and also, like, just people listening, if you're someone like me who, who doesn't care too much about, like, tourist attractions, mm-hmm. um, because you're not going to get that many in, in Minsk and other cities in uh, Belarus. Like, But if you just don't care too much about uh, these attractions, you want to have like a little nice adventure, um, see a unique place in Europe, uh, you know, just visit Belarus. Yeah, I think I think, I think you need a visa as a Canadian. Perhaps. But, uh, I know for or me, might be visa on arrival. I'm, yeah. I'm not so sure. I know, I know for me, if I go with my Israeli passport, I don't need a visa. That's nice. N- nice little flex. There. A lot of Belarusians in uh, in Israel. Yeah, of I'm course. Sure. Um, that's one of the funny things about about uh, Israel, especially like with the Olympics and stuff, um, is that most of their um, most of their athletes are from like Ukraine, yeah. Belarus. Um, it's because these these countries had like back in the day, or I think still today, they have like a heart, a strong like sport culture, ooh. especially like gymnastics and and wrestling and all those like. A lot of gymnasts are from Eastern Europe. Like you're gonna find a lot of the medal finalists from like Ukraine, Moldova, wherever, Romania. It's interesting to see. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, that. and it's not just it's not just the um, the genetics or whatever excuses you might want to make for it. Like they're you know good gymnasts for some like because because of their body structure, whatever. I just think that it's um, one of the main things is like their coaches. They don't accept anything less than perfection. Exactly um and their work ethic is insane it's like they kind of have this in israel too maybe maybe they got this from from the russians that got that came over um but there's this thing that like you don't just you don't just come home and and watch netflix you don't just come home kids play on ipad you know i went to visit my friend in israel like a while back and when he was living here you know he, he would go home um just you know play around like like a kid when he moved to israel this kid was like he was like doing theater and like all that kind of stuff after school because like i i think that's just like uh maybe it's a russian thing that they brought to israel or maybe it's because israel they like finish school really early yeah so it's like you kind of have to enroll yourself in some extracurricular stuff you don't bool in israel there's no booling no 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 you gotta play violin piano it's like (laughs) you gotta do something If, if you're not talented it's like what are you doing with your life? Hello, go play Kadore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess let's move on to the next country. Uh, yep. Number three out of five on this list is um, a country that I've heard many great things about. One of our friends visited there um, maybe like two, three summers back, the country of Georgia. I have it on my list, but under Asia. Yeah, but it's, let's it's, discuss it, man. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, I, I think I think they actually prefer to be called Europeans. A lot of these they wish. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think Georgians would pre- would be preferred to be called Europeans. But uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. So the thing is, like, I don't, I honestly do not have that much to say about this country, just because, just because I I have a lot of faith in in our friend Bradley. I yeah. he's actually I think uh, I was speaking with him recently um, yesterday. And I think I'm gonna do episode like our next episode is gonna be with him, nice. Um, or like maybe just me and him solo. We're not sure. We're just gonna figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I want to have him on soon. Uh, the guy has a lot to say. He has um, a, lot of, a lot of knee slappers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, 
so on, he's can I, can I get can I get an inside joke for Bradley? Bradley, if you're listening to this, I got one word for you. Banana. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so what are you crazy what the, no 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's part of the inside joke yeah Another inside um, joke. we'll tell you about it. i'll tell you about it off camera exactly so <laughs> um yeah I, I think i really have faith in in what bradley has to say because he is such a knowledgeable guy he has been right. to he has been to many places he i i do value his opinion and his opinions in general um and i think when he has a lot of good things to say about a country i usually believe it and from what I've seen, it looks like maybe one of the most beautiful countries you could visit. Like, like even the cities, like outside of the cities, you know, Tbilisi itself is like a beautiful hilly city. Right. Um, you got like these views from from the hills that that are just outstanding, mm -hmm. uh, with beautiful churches and all that stuff. Nice architecture, and yeah, it's, it's a super safe country too. Right. Uh, the people seem like very welcoming and friendly um the the food seems i was gonna say nice, i was gonna like say nice and hearty kind of food yeah. that's people like dirt cheap i think people underestimate georgian food you got like i can't pronounce the names of these foods but you have like a thing it's like bread with like it's like kachapuri like, yeah there you go it's I, is that the dumpling no that's kachapuri. the bread thing the bread thing with like the cheese and the cheese there's yeah like an there's like an egg inside right it just like, like if you like bread i think georgia's the place to go also i don't know i'm not into wine too much but wine there is huge huge and it's like a whole ass bottle for like i think it's like cheap. you know maybe maybe my facts are false but rumors have it that it's like the birthplace of wine right. yeah so you, you could get like some amazing wine over there um yeah it's it's another place where you could kind of like live like a king and exactly and it, not it, break the bank it's kind of like i don't want to say it's like ukraine but it's like these former soviet countries you can you can have a good time on, on a nice tight budget yeah and another cool thing about it is that it does have that, um, I guess, Russian or Soviet influence, mm -hmm. but because of its um, because of its location, I think it makes it so unique because it is it is a Christian nation. Yeah. But it's like it's like between the Middle East and Russia, and yeah, yeah. I find it kind of like gets um, you'll see it especially in the food, but it gets right. like those influences from. Um, like the Middle from East. these different yeah. parts yeah it's yeah, like it's, next it's, to turkey it's like right know? between turkey and russia and it's like it's a weird mix i don't want to say it's a mix but it's it's centered in a weird spot between you know the powerhouse that was russia and the soviet union and the influence it had and then turkey which is like complete opposite from russia you know it's muslim country it's uh food is different the the the, the, the infrastructure is different every and it's just like georgia's like kind of stuck right in the middle there yeah and georgia has like it has so many options too. If if you like cities, it has cities. Yeah. If you like um, Tbilisi, also kind of seems like um, like a, a bit of a hip city. Yeah. Um, it has uh, it has the beach. You know, it, it like ba uh, Batumi. Batumi, yeah. Uh, where it also has like nice hotels and it's stuff like, like a, that. They consider it like Las Vegas, like it's kind of like a Las Vegas there. I don't right. know. I think there's a casino there. I could be mistaken. Could be, and it's um. It's kind of like it's not tropical, but it's like it's, a yeah, warmer climate. Yeah. It's like a warmer climate. You have the mountains. Mm -hmm. You have like I don't know why this city is famous, but it has like a bunch of cable cars. I don't oh, know. People go to visit it. I know what you're talking about. I know what city it is. I forget the name. Uh, not yeah. go, not Gori, not Rustavi. Some of the ch. Some of the ch. Um, Chiatura, 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 Chiatura. 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 Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
and like these like old ass like soviet cable cars and they still work i mean like i don't know if i'd write yeah I, you know, I don't really know what it, like it looks cool like yeah. i've seen pictures videos it looks cool but it's like i don't really understand fully maybe i have to go there to experience it myself but i don't fully get why people visit it but i, I think I'd write, i think I'm, I'm a little bit of a little fearless i think i'd ride the cable cars with oh you. yeah same yeah, yeah. yeah they squeak a little bit it's not the end of the world yeah exactly it's a bit of a rush um yeah. you have anything to add for georgia georgia or? uh a lot of Georgians in Israel. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it yeah, just seems like it. a nice place. It's about, yeah, it's about it. It, it. it seems underrated. And I feel like within the next 10 years, it's probably going to get a bit more touristy. You're going to get a lot more Western European tourists there, maybe even Americans, Canadians, you know, but it, it cause it is far. And they're like, Oh, Georgia, the, oh, you mean the state planner? Like, no, it's like, right. there's a country. I think they consider it's like, Oh, it's Russia. We don't want to go there. Yeah. Many people think like you, you tell average Canadian or whatever, they will definitely think it's like unsafe, but yeah. that couldn't be further from the truth. They they do have like the two undis. Uh, there are dis- regions not to visit. Yeah, yeah, disputed territories. Visit at your own risk, you know. Yeah, uh, but if you're talking like, um, I think Tbilisi is like it's the capital, right? Yeah, it the, is, yeah. it's considered one of the safest capitals of any. Really. Um, oh, I, it's not a European city, but like of that region, like yeah. one of the safest yeah. uh, capital cities, maybe in the world that you I could w- visit. I, w- I would believe it. I would. I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah. Um. Okay. So number four, um, out of five of the former Soviet Union uh, countries is it's an interesting one. It's one of the poorest of the uh, of the former Soviet countries, and um, I'm sure you could probably guess what it is it's, no, no it's uh it's much further than that oh much further it's, it's far out it's um i'll just tell you it's tajikistan i was gonna guess that next yeah time. it's it's probably the closest like especially as a canadian as a westerner that you'll ever get to afghanistan i was gonna say yeah it's right it's on like, the border right with afghanistan yeah like, like if you're not going to pakistan you want to get close to afghanistan go to tajikistan yo i, I saw this um this video of um two guys like two american guys they they went to tajikistan they like hired a driver and they took him like all around tajikistan like there was that yeah it was at this point where you could like literally throw rock at like there was like a little stream you could throw rock into afghanistan do you want to do you want to shout out their channel just if people are interested oh yeah man It's, it's like honestly one of my favorite um he's not exactly a travel youtuber but he, they call him like the foreign foreign correspondent of okay. uh, of barstool sports. It's um, the wonton Don. Like this guy, he he's like honestly like it would be a dream to have him one day on this podcast. Yeah. He's like he, he like he lived in China for a long time. I think he was out there like trying to find work, mm-hmm. and now he like yeah he does work for barstool and and you could you could learn a lot from his videos. Like he was. I think what attracted him to Tajikistan was because he's like part of Barstool Sports, um, Tajikistan. He was in China at the time, so he just flew over there uh, because of this weird sport that they have. Like, I don't know the details about it, but it's something to do with a, uh, I don't want to get too graphic, but like a dead carcass of a goat or something. And and it's like... With the horses, with horses and they throw it into something. I've I've, I've seen a video on this and I'm like, it's a little hard to watch. Yeah. But it's it's like, you know what? That's also an experience that you. I think people should see it. You know, might some people might consider it animal cruelty, but I think it's it's a cultural thing and right. It just seems like an interesting sport to watch, and apparently, I think it's competitive out there. It's like 
it's it's kind of like you know you get like the high class snobby uh, polo you know with the horses and yeah in, in, in Western Europe and, 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 and North it's like America. ghetto polo <laughs> <laughs> Afghan polo yeah oh man so yeah like these kind of you know sports is also a part of culture like a hundred percent so yeah it was just like really the wonton don he was like made amazing videos about Tajikistan like yeah. if you want to check that out like go to his YouTube There's, it's like a skinny slip no i'm thinking afghanistan i'm thinking about the valley in afghanistan never mind because there's like a skinny strip in afghanistan that separates china from kazakhstan i think i'm not sure i'm not entirely sure but it's like but i think it's on right on the border with tajikistan yeah yeah and um something cool about tajikistan and um and afghanistan is like there are actually 13 million ethnic tajiks in in um in Afghanistan, yeah, yeah. So that's four million more than in Tajikistan, Tajikistan itself. Yeah. It's the same thing. How I think there's more Azeris in Iran than there than there are in Azerbaijan. Okay, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it seems like a cool country. It's like um, a lot of the some of the Central Asian countries. Like I don't, I don't know how to put it exactly. Maybe their culture was a little bit destroyed by um, mm-hmm. Russia by russia by the soviet union but i think uh tajikistan like what's the capital is it dushanbe or is that a or maybe that's uh maybe that's kyrgyzstan yeah i think it's no i think you're right tajikistan capital i'll just look it up yeah is it or is it bishkek no yeah it's dushanbe bishkek is kyrgyzstan yeah so you know that city that capital city is going to be of course like super classic soviet Mm -hmm. um but once you get out there, it gets like really rugged, really, um, yeah, just authentic and right. and nice. And I think you get like a large rural population. I think even nomadic. Yeah. Out there, that's that's interesting. Right. Um, I know Kyrgyzstan is big on the nomadic yeah. stuff, but I don't know about Tajikistan, but probably they're neighbors. I mean, I, I'd assume so. Yeah, could be. Um, and maybe you know more more about this than me, but. Yeah, also, I just wanted to say, it's like, yeah, maybe culturally might be the closest thing that you could get to Afghanistan. And right. I think that's that's really cool. So the official languages of that country are uh, Tajiki or Tajik and Farsi and Russian. So I don't, I don't get, I didn't do much of the research, but what's the deal with the Farsi? Like, do think, you know think, how that came to be? I think I'm pretty sure that... Do they border? No, I don't think so. Okay. But I think the Tajiks are considered Persian. No, I think they're either Turkic or Persian. Okay. But I think Tajik is closer to Persian than it is to uh, like the other languages in that area, like Dari or Pashto. So you're telling me that there's like cultural ties. I think to, so. Uh, yeah. Right. But like, like I said, like the I think it was, I I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I've heard Tajik is 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 a Persian language. I'm okay. not I'm not entirely sure though. And I also got like a, a cool fact for you guys um, right. about about Tajikistan is that, um, it's a, yeah, it's a strange fact. So like beauty, beauty standards are are different around the world. We know that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, whatever, I'm not going to say what I'm about to say. But um, either way, the women, women in uh, Tajikistan, right. what's considered beautiful is you wouldn't believe it unibrows i think i've heard that unibrows are considered yeah. you know extremely attractive and beautiful 
in Tajikistan and women that aren't able to uh to grow it on their own will actually paint it on no yeah it's so it's not the men with, yeah. with the unibrows it's the women that that's the difference like western beauty standards are so different from mm-hmm. the rest of the world and you know we can do a whole there's a lot to talk about there but it's just, it's just like yeah. that's insane you know I, I personally i don't see it but i maybe culturally i get it I'm like it's it's maybe it's like kind of like a flex i don't know some people it's like oh i can grow a unibrow you can't you know like yeah <laughs> yeah i mean to each their own that's yeah. the thing that's that's the beauty of uh of travel i think is that you'll get to you'll get to see these different things these yeah. what some might call wacky things um do you know if it's still filming by the way just out of curiosity yeah Okay. We're an hour awesome. Um, we're an hour in. Hour five. Minutes. Hour five. Shit. It's all good, man. Like yeah. if if we take uh, three hours, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but just um, this yeah. Is, let's, this is the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Let's not be too uh, yeah. too uh, strict on the time. No, 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 no. You know, if uh, if someone's taking a walk, if someone's you know cleaning the house, doing yeah. dishes, um, sitting in traffic, going on a road trip. You know, we're going to visit family in an, in a different city. You know, just listen. Maybe, maybe just listen to us. You know, it's like you're you're here in this conversation. You're like, how often do you get to to eavesdrop on an entire yeah. conversation? This is what you're able to do. It's it's and like really cool. You know what? These people might be on a plane to somewhere interesting, somewhere that we might be talking about. Who knows? You get That's a little true. insight. Get a little insight on the next trip you might want to do. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. So next up. This is the last one. So I'm sure you already know what, what it's going to be. You already know what it is. You know what it is. You know the vibe. Um, <laughs> it's um, Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Yeah, I think you saw that one coming. Yeah, I had it on the too. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's like... I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what exactly to say about it. It has, like, of course, the beautiful beautiful mosques like right. samarkand and it's also um, it's also fairly close culturally i think to afghanistan you're gonna find oh, yeah? those blue mosques in afghanistan and in, in, in mazar sharif okay and you see them in like samarkand and Bukhara. So it's, it's interesting it's crazy and no i feel like no one really knows anything about uzbekistan everyone's like oh is that where borat's from like no that, that's i think uzbekistan that, those bastards that is, that is like <laughs> uzbekistan fuck you embassy like <laughs> yeah I, 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 on in hindsight i don't think kazakhstan and uzbekistan have beef i'm not sure it doesn't matter probably not yeah like one exports more uh iron and potassium <laughs> than the other <laughs> it's like that's their biggest beef no i don't know it's uh, I, i've done a little bit of research on uzbekistan and like we bought them bankrupt they, like he's also we're big fans of you mr bald if you ever want to join the podcast feel free yeah um yeah no it's looking seeing into i think his videos were like some of the only videos i've seen and there's another guy um lonely peleg he's an israeli traveler just chatting him out you know he's also been to uzbekistan i think he was the first one to introduce me to uzbekistan like through mm-hmm. video i had no idea it was super deserty I thought it yeah. was just like hilly and rocky, kind of like, like I don't know, like Kazakhstan maybe, but like yeah. it's, it's it's straight up desert, right? And it's a cold desert, like it gets colder in, in this in the winter. I think it snows and Whoa. it's Uzbekistan is definitely an interesting region because you're gonna see a mix of Russian and like kind of like an Eastern Asian culture. Like the yeah. people there look unique, yeah. like, like same with Kazakhstan, but the people there look unique. You're gonna right. find, I think, I think you're gonna find Koreans there. By the way. 
They're called Koryosaram. And <laughs> no, they were Koreans that lived, I believe, on the border of the China. I heard or, about or, that. Yeah. And the Russians just shipped them off back in, like, I think the 50s, probably in the time of the USSR. Yeah. They just shipped them off to Central Asia. And now you have a whole kind of diaspora of Koreans in Central Asia. You're going to find Korean speaking right. Uzbek, you know? Yeah. Isn't Uzbekistan or, or only Kazakhstan where you'll find a lot of. Um where you'll find a lot of, um, like, Ukrainians. Yeah, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. You'll find Ukrainians. Not Uzbekistan. Probably not. May, maybe. You might. Maybe a little. But Kazakhstan, you'll find Ukrainians. You'll find Volga Germans, which are Russian Germans. You've ever, anyone anyone who the Soviet Union, like, kind of... They, they had, like... They spread them around, man. Yeah. No, they, they had, they had um, periods of time where they just deported, like, whole-ass populations uh, of people to central asia which was so underdeveloped at the time and still kind of is Mm -hmm. but yeah you're gonna find like the descendants of these people all living together another interesting about uzbekistan the bukharan jews are from uzbek they're from bukhara and samarkand and yeah uh, there's a big i think there's still a decent sized population there i'm sure they're mixed but you're gonna have you find a lot of bukharan jews in new york apparently yeah and and in israel obviously Mm -hmm. but yeah uh uh, I think uh, Bukhara was destroyed at some point in the past 100 years by the Russians, but they uh-huh. built it back. There's a whole history there, and I think um, the Uzbek people fought back against the Russian and the Soviet Union for a while and, until they got conquered. Uh-huh. And there's the big hotel in Tashkent, Hotel Tashkent, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember hearing that, like like most Soviet rooms, the entire hotel was bugged and like no one really stayed there. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's a cool country to visit. I would definitely... Yeah. It's definitely on my list. Um. Also, shout out uh, the Vaga Brothers. I don't know if they're still active on YouTube as much, but they have a really cool series on Uzbekistan and on, I'm sure you've heard of the the Aral Sea, which is kind of dried yeah. up. And yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can go find like empty dead ships there. And mm. it's insane. Like the videos are really, really cool. Yeah, it's definitely um, a nice, it's big, it's mysterious, full of unique culture. And um, one of my favorite experiences when I go to any city in the world if there's the option, I love to ride the metro. Right. Or the subway or yeah. whatever, the public transportation, especially if it's a metro. As much as we dread it here doing it every day, you know, pre, yeah. pre, pre-pandemic, but going on a different subway in a different well, country because, is interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like here, it's just, for lack of a better word, it's, it's a schlep, you know, over, <laughs> but um, over there, it's like an in each new city, it's like, because here we already know what it's like, but yeah. over there in a different city, it's like it's a whole new experience, right. a whole new, I don't know, it's just different. I, I also like, I don't collect anything, but one of my things that I like to collect is like the metro cards or yeah. the transport passes from like around the world. I'm not a hoarder. I don't I don't like to hold on to too many possessions, but like that's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's a nice little souvenir. And it's like, you already paid for it anyways. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go to a souvenir shop and, and pay money for uh, for a little stupidity but that's something else from budget travel you don't have the budget for stupid souvenirs collect maybe bring bring like a banknote home or bring yeah like something that you could put in your wallet postcard i used i have a bunch of postcards from places i've been like no space no space in your room either i want to you know i want to put them on my wall and stuff do something cool with that but we'll figure that out yeah but um yeah like metro tickets and the metro i know you're going with this the metro in uzbekistan is unreal oh man it's like each stop looks like uh like a museum or yeah. something it's like i think it's some of it is um space influenced like it, it's by the the russian space program in, the, in wow. the 60s i think they have like one one of the stops it's like the cosmonaut stop I'm, I'm not entirely sure wow um yeah so so that's a soviet thing like taking yeah. a lot of pride in in their metro stations and until recently i think you weren't even allowed to film on it yeah I it was like 
up until a few years ago, like you couldn't take any pictures, you couldn't take anything, but now you're allowed to. I think in Georgia, you're still not allowed to in Tbilisi, but I think in Baku and Azerbaijan, you're not allowed to either. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, they have like these cool, I don't know the names of them, but they have like these cool ancient cities too, like not ancient, but like old cities with like the the roads are like sandy and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, Yeah, and, and just since that's the end of the list for the former Soviet Union, I want to just give some uh, some honorable mentions for ones that didn't make it onto this list. Um, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Seems like a cool place. Baku, uh, the Baku race, what's it called? The 500? Baku 500? The Baku, yeah, the, the, the Formula run, One race. I think Azerbaijan is trying to become more of a popular tourist place. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it is. Not unfortunately, I don't know. It, it, they're... they're Unfortunately, there was a war there between Armenia and Azerbaijan in that region. That's a whole other topic to get into. But I've heard, you know, it's a cool country. It's like kind of luxury. You know, Baku is a, a in the uh, in the city center yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's like it's a. They're trying to get tourists to come. Oil to the rich. Oh yeah, they got oil money out there. Um, and another cool thing I heard about that place is like, I don't want to get too into it because it's just like honorable mentions, kind of just to go over mm-hmm. it quickly, but. Um, the people seem like they, they really get excited. They're really, when they meet a foreigner, they really want to talk to them and they really want to, right. they're just curious about people from different countries. Next up, um, is, uh, Kazakhstan and then Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan also seems kind of cool cause it has like that, it's, you know, very mountainous country with a yeah. uh, nice nomadic culture. And, um, last but not least Russia, Yeah, I wouldn't consider it the most like it's not a hundred percent like maybe i wouldn't categorize it as like a budget country necessarily even though it might be cheap in some places i'm not going to put it in that category but it's just like somewhere i wanted to to throw in there because i think it's definitely worth uh worth a visit like to me it's more of a country that i would like to see in depth one day right so i'm not just thinking like oh i want to do a cheap trip i'll go to russia no it's not going to be it's not going to be a cheap trip just to touch on it like the trans-siberian set trans-siberian railway is probably pretty interesting to do if you if you have yeah. like a week to do and you don't care about internet like go for it yeah 